You're recording? Yes. Of course, always. <laughs> Our life is a podcast. Not everybody for the fir- at the beginning. It's me. <laughs> I don't discourage him. No, it's the I'm first time he it. did it voluntarily. Everyone's got to disrespect Adam this time. Do 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 do. Okay, but I get to do it at the end of solo. Do 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 do. Eric doesn't want to do it. No, you pause. We just had to harmonize. He was doing it first so he could have been like, do, do, do. Like, we're all harmonizing. You missed it, Adam. This episode is already a fucking failure. (laughs) This episode, if this episode was a monologue, it would be like, I've always been a failure. I've never been good enough. Right. Maybe. Um... Welcome to <laughs> a podcast where I, Adam Lover, make my friends Eric and KT and and occasionally my boyfriend who's here to ruin things. <laughs> Thank you. Watch and discuss with me the first season of the hit early 2000s WB teen slash family drama Everwood. Tonight's episode. Roll, Fear please. itself. Shut up! Why are you? No, you're disrupting. <laughs> one episode twenty-two. Fear itself. <laughs> People are gonna listen to this. Well, nobody's gonna listen to it. But if they did, they're gonna listen to this and be like, "Adam's such a fucking diva." What the fuck? And they'd be right. Yeah, they would be right. Yeah. <laughs> Written by John E. Pogue. Directed by Michael Cattleman. Original air date, May 12th, 2003. Official (laughs) DVD booklet, episode description. Ephraim's near-tragic boating accident gives Andy the perspective he needs to counsel Colin's parents. Nina learns the truth about her husband. The The truth. Wow. The truth. As if there was like an absolute truth that we were waiting for. Mm. I mean, I, I kind of have been. <laughs> I definitely was waiting for the cheating thing, but I that was a surprise. Yeah, with a shocker. <laughs> Interesting how it was like uh, a side story of a side story, but it was definitely the most interesting oh, story. Oh, 100%. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Agreed. Yep. Um, so this is the penultimate episode of season one. And yep. you could tell, you could tell you it was like yeah. all set up, set up, set up. It felt like there was just discussions that it was like, what's happening? What's yeah. happening? Yeah, you could tell. I think, I think you're right. I also hate that it's totally building up to the fucking TV show trope of the time between seasons is the summer. <laughs> hey, that's what they used to do, you know? I know. It's, so dumb. It's what... It's not dumb. It's just, you know. Adam, it's dumb. <laughs> it's tired and old. Well, yeah, <laughs> this is old. <laughs> it's an old show. Oh. So in it's time. Dumb, it's time. You're right, Adam. Well, <laughs> thank you for saying that, Eric. Do, 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 
fuck. <laughs> yeah, okay. So this is fear itself. We start the episode on a close-up of Colin's face. Mm -hmm. So we know that Colin is important to the show. Hmm. Irv's narration tells us that patience is sometimes considered a virtue. Uh, and then we hear from Andy about blood clots and thrombus. What's a thrombus? Um, a thrombosed vein. I think is when the structural integrity of the vein is, it's like a, it bulbs out. I think I've never had, I mean, knock on wood, but I think I remember learning that a thrombosed vein. I'm looking it up, but I think it's like I the structural integrity of the wall, the, the like vein wall. A, th a thrombus is a rhombus. I know a rhombus. In your throat. No, I'm just kidding. Um, um, Hurry! A blood clot formed in situ within the vascular system of the body and impeding blood throw. Maybe so throw. Blood, <laughs> blood throw. Blood clot in the vein. What am I thinking of? Well, those probably cause throm thrombosis veins or whatever you said. It's a blood clot in the vein. No, Go. I wanna, blood now I'm going to be looking at this. In the vein. Well, Andy's explaining this to uh, the Denethor. steward of Gondor, Denethor. <laughs> yep. um, Denethor asks if it is operable, and Andy says, yeah, sure. There's this <laughs> danger of unstoppable bleeding and death. Um, Lasers. Mm -hmm. And Irv pops back into the narration saying that sometimes patience is actually uh, fear disguised as... Fearlessness, mm. or something like that. Oh, was that the wolf in sheep's clothing thing? Yeah. Mm. What are you guys talking about? Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to put, when we get to this in the editing, <laughs> I'm going to put in the narration for this episode right here. All right, <laughs> listeners, don't listen. Oh, no. They say that patience is a virtue, that good things come to those who wait. Of course, they also say, he who hesitates is lost. Unfortunately, sometimes what looks like patience on the outside is really fear underneath. Like so much sheep's clothing wrapped around a very clever wolf. Um, so let's, I mean, you know, let's track, uh, Colin. Cool. Let's get Colin out. Right here. All right. He's in the <laughs> brain scan machine. Yep. He's then he's just laying on his bed like a vegetable. No, first he's at the doctor's office. He's at the doctor's office. Um, Andy is talking to <laughs> Colin and his parents. So, like before the episode, KT was <laughs> like, if there's any whiff of like the parents like blaming Dr. Brown or being like assholes. I'll give this. This is a one star episode. Yeah, I was honestly ready for that. That's what I thought was going to happen. They were going to be like, "Why weren't you more insistent?" And I'm so glad that didn't happen. Yeah, that and man. <laughs> in the very first scene, right, we see Mister Hart to be like, "Look, you know, sorry about what we said earlier. Like, so, sorry, we just we really thought that the worst was over. And thank you for coming back on as his doctor. And so that's that's nice. And then, of course, Mrs. Hart." <laughs> in Andy's office like 
well, maybe this problem will just go away on yep. its own. And her physicality was so like um, that she was protecting her son from Dr. Brown. Did you notice that? Like she was sitting with her hand yeah. like in front of him like, oh, no, Bitch. this doctor it's with his good. wacky ways. Good Runs in the family. Um, but oh, so, you know, at least there's like a it's at least a somewhat interesting twist this time around. I think that it is Colin who, who is like, no, I don't want the surgery. Like that get, puts a different spin on it, adds some different color to it that like he's he has some agency and he's just like, I don't want to go through all that again. Right. Yeah. But right. also like your brain's fucked up. Right. So can you even like, make that decision? Right. <laughs> We can't. Yeah, he's still, he's still fighter, right? Yeah, I mean, you think well, if they're all the same age, and the fact that, yeah, like that, I thought that was the whole point. His personality was changing, so he should not be considered at all in his right mind, right? Wow. I don't know. It's it's hard. It's a tricky, uh, tricky area. I think, right? Because like. What, there's a there's a I don't know that's that's a blurry kind of line there where you mm -hmm. decide like well this person can't make any decisions for themselves like I have like you know yep. clinical depression so like does that mean that none of my that I shouldn't have agency yes. like in my life or something <laughs> oh okay but, good I mean I wish I didn't yeah. I wish somebody would take the come pressure in off take the pressure off that'd be great uh, yeah I actually have that same feeling a lot like that I'm like yeah. I wish I didn't have to be responsible for so many things um because of my mental illness as well but like in this case it's a brain injury like and he has been worsening like i think yeah. that's like the kind of situation where the parents have to fucking parent for once like this this episode again is very frustrating with these parents mm. still being dumb now that they agree with the doctor or whatever or like finally understand that he is not just being an idiot, they're still like, but how do I make parenting decisions? That seemed to be the crux of the episode. I don't understand what I'm supposed to do as a parent in this situation. Right, like, how about let's talk about the ethics of that decision making or something. Like, if they were more, like, just worried about making the decision, if that was more... Like, if we could have focused on just the parents finally fucking coming to terms with that, it would have been better. But it's still like, they're like, but Colin's 45 and can make decisions for himself and doesn't have a brain injury. So why are we doing, like, what the fuck is the logic? It's so frustrating to see these people do anything. Well, I think, I'll tell you the logic, KT. Mm. They're grieving. Mm -hmm. It's true. <laughs> they're grieving the return of this this condition they did well and i'm kind of like you know i think that it is a moment of like like real fear for them and i, I think you know we'll get to like andy going to talk to dennis thor at the end over some some pints of mead in the tavern <laughs> <laughs> but you know yeah but I, I i totally agree that like it is an episode of kind of like spinning wheels setting up for the finale yeah you know, I I I I think I can under I see and understand the kind of interior lives and, and emotions and, and logics of kind of of the parents kind of being like just so like beyond knowing what to do and just being like well mm -hmm. and wanting to respect Collins you sure. know decision like despite the fact that yeah like this is brain shit but like just being in that in that initial moment being like. What are we supposed to do? Especially, yeah. especially if you're told like he could die either way. Right. That is, yeah. 
Mm-hmm. But see, if they if that would have been more of the focus, if they were like, Jesus, how do we make this decision? He could die either way. Like, yeah, they said it, but it didn't seem to be about that. It seemed to be about Colin being a little turd. Like, I, I like I'm just not I interested think, in yeah, that. Yeah, I, I think it's like the economics of the writing. Like in that scene, like, you know, like they acknowledge that Colin says it once, like, well, you know, it could happen either way, right? And then the right, it's just off to the races. It's like, okay, right. now it's about Colin making that decision and we're not focusing on the parents anymore. And so, yeah, but it, 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 it I could see it being frustrating for sure. I, I think that, you know, then if they were saying it's in, it's in God's hands <laughs> now, uh-huh. ooh, it's like, oh gosh. <laughs> yeah, that was a lot. And, and Dr. Brown was like, yeah, mine. Let me <laughs> yeah. operate. Exactly. <laughs> I'm the miracle of everyone. <laughs> I'm God working in this town. Ba-ba-ba-bum. Colin. Amy comes to visit Colin in his bedroom. She brings some ice cream. Tonight's episode brought to you by Double Chocolate. It was ice cream? I thought it was like cookies. I thought it was a donut. I wrote ice cream, but I totally like it's I wonder ice cream. She just said double chocolate, right? Pint shape, you know? It would have had to like it wasn't the shape of ice cream, that's sure. It which certainly wasn't. I was just reading what I wrote. (laughs) What I wrote was wrong. (laughs) So this episode brought to you by my shitty observation and but that's the thing, it's a mystery. None of us know. It could have been a brownie, like double chocolate. Brownie? I mean brownie donut. I thought donut, hardcore. Maybe it was that's why yeah. That's why the sponsor of tonight's episode is double chocolate. What is it? We don't know. But it's your favorite. Everyone is groundbreaking. Groundbreaking. <laughs> <laughs> what was in that bag? Peter. <laughs> it's like the briefcase in Pulp Fiction. <laughs> it is. It's the MacGuffin. I mean, honestly, I was waiting for them to open it and so I could figure out what it was. I really <laughs> genuinely was wondering. Nice sealed crimped top. Yeah. Don't, I don't yep. know about the continuity, but she grabbed it when she was leaving, but then when she was pulling the door closed, I didn't see it in their hands. So oh. Oh. That Double chocolate. It teleports. Teleports. <laughs> <laughs> Double chocolate. You don't know what it is in teleports. <laughs> That's the best sponsor ever. Give it to your sick boyfriend as he avoids playing sports. Breaks up with you. Man, he was just sitting there like a lump. He's all fucked up. He was just so against his Just life. like arms straight, legs straight. Yeah. Hello. Jeans on. <laughs> Jeans on. He wasn't even in comfy clothes. He wasn't watching TV. Oh my god! Resonating with Jerome. Jerome, do you sit like that when you're alone? Um, (laughs) No, I usually turn over and I, 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 I I sulk on my stomach. I'm not usually a big like back. You're a stomach sulker. Oh, just flat out like uh, George Michael, Arrested Development. (laughs) Flumpy plants. Like, and that's this is me now. Um, Colin again demands an apology from Amy. Um, and says, like, it's obvious we're over, stop coming back to me. It's you know, that wasn't because of my brain stuff, like, I really am was mad at you, yeah, and I don't want to see you anymore. Anything else we need to say about this scene, Eric? 
as much as like Colin's a turd, like yeah. I can imagine that being frustrating, like being in that position and people like yeah. trying to talk to you discrediting about it or... your actual feelings right. as just your brain. Oh, must have just been that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, but it's true. But also, like if it were me, it wouldn't be true, and I'd be frustrated. <laughs> <laughs> so agency after a brain condition brain injury is only allowed when it's for you right right all right and 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 you know up to this point nobody has been wearing a no fear t-shirt go on yeah up to this point I thought it was about some. What's? Yeah, I bet you know. I I wasn't really familiar with the No Fear brand. Oh, I absolutely had those. Thank you. Like, yes. Or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I had No Fear with like the the badass with the mohawk. Yeah, and, yeah, and the eyes. Some what like, Adam? Where the fuck did you grow up? Fucking Amish country. <laughs> I sure did. I also wasn't allowed Jinkos, which would have gone perfectly with the See, No Fear. Uh, I had I had Jinkos, but I think oh, I got them from Goodwill or something. I wasn't allowed. There's was no. Black way in hell that my dad was ever gonna be. No. <laughs> oh my god, that's the subtitle of this podcast. Yes. Yourself yeah. slash no black way in hell. Yep. It's a reference to Earth. <laughs> yeah, right. He's not. We're not gonna let him die this episode. No way. <laughs> um. So we'll, we'll track. We'll follow Colin and Amy. Um. They're connected. Harold and Amy in the car. Amy with her daddy, Dr. Rabbit. Yep. Really cute. So have you uh, spoken to Dr. Brown lately? About Colin or anything? Is this a trick? As I recall, speaking to Dr. Brown is what turned you into such delightful company these last few weeks. Or did you forget that that's why you stopped talking to me? Never mind. I could talk to him if you'd like, Dr. Brown. I wouldn't enjoy it, mind you, but I, I could do that for you if you'd like. That's okay. Forget it. I'm just curious what happens next, that's all. I'm sure they'll do whatever is necessary. Colin say something? Not really. He doesn't want to talk to me right now, I guess. Because of? Because of, like, a million reasons, which makes everything seem so pointless. How do you mean? What was the point of hiding all of that stuff before? He hates me now anyways. Honey, I'm sure he doesn't hate you. I just wish I would have told someone when I knew he was getting sick. I never should have pretended that I didn't see it. I don't know why I did that. Well, you wanted him to trust you. All things considered, trust is very important in a relationship. But sometimes, Amy, all things aren't equal. Maybe if I would have said something sooner, they could have done something about it. What if it's too late? They'll do everything they can. He's in good hands. But it's all my fault now. If I hadn't have danced with Ephraim, if I hadn't have... Amy, Amy, listen to me. And whatever is going on with Colin's medical condition had nothing, absolutely nothing, to do with any quarrel or any jealous tiff that you two might have had at a dance. Honey, it just doesn't work that way. You have done more for Colin Hart than anyone could ever expect. More than anyone's ever done for just about anybody. Yeah, it's nice because it's been a while since, you know, we've seen them together. Like the last yeah. we kind of saw them in a storyline together, it was Amy getting mad at, at him for mm -hmm. 
talking to Dr. Brown about, you know, her concerns and about the vomiting. Teenager. (laughs) Um, So when she asks in the car, like, have you spoken with Dr. Brown? It's kind of, it's funny when Harold's like, is this a trick? Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Got mad at me last time I did that. Um, But it's nice that in the store when they're, when they're shopping, um, and picking up just just the like the placement and the assuredness <laughs> of the item. Yeah, I thought about stuff. that I'm too. Just like, yes. no, no, I thought no. about that too. Like just like <laughs> I yep. need this. I, that, like this is just so what weird. I'm getting. <laughs> yep, I thought so I had the same thought, but I do. Acting. Well, I thought that Tom Amandis did actually a good job because he was trying to pay attention to her, but looked at the pasta sauce and the pasta, yeah. picked them up, and then just followed her around and was she like, I. Up. The wall and just yeah. gave it to him. Yeah. Like I'm like, you just you come here every so week. Amy, and you yeah. get this out of mind. Emily Baker wasn't doing a great job. No. Wasn't looking. No. Um, if you looked closely at the cart, uh, they they were buying a shit ton of double chocolate. Wow. <laughs> oh oh wow. man, what was it? Uh, she made I don't know. It. It's it's all sold in brown paper bags. It just says double chocolate on the outside. Then they put it in another brown paper bag. Uh-huh. Wow. Yeah, exactly. tightly crimped the top. <laughs> tightly crimped. Um, I, I like that, you know, doc, yeah, Dr. Abbott is like, I could talk to him. Uh, I wouldn't enjoy it. But I could do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, um, he's even snarky about him to other people. Yes. That, that don't even <laughs> yeah. a shit. I love it. <laughs> um, Amy expresses some frustration with herself. She's kicking herself for having, like, kind of pretended as long as she did that she didn't see any changes in Colin or anything like that. And Harold's very understanding. He's like, look, you know, you were trying to earn his trust. Mm-hmm. You know, I get And they share a nice hug at the end of the scene, which is very sweet. And this is the best Amy I've seen in the entire fucking season. Like, so this is the greatest Amy. Like, she's, she is, right. Like, she's looking at herself. She's having fun with her dad she's frustrated but not like a fucking weirdo about it like it's really it's like like finally this stupid shit is over and she can just be like a normal human girl like just uh, yeah i like it um amy and her dad get back to having father daughter movie night which we've seen referenced uh earlier in the season um they are debating between the Music Man and Triple X. <laughs> yep. <laughs> in terms of moving to rent. Um, what did he say about Schmoopy? Yeah. I didn't get that I, reference. Shmoopy, it's probably a Music Man It was so thing. weird. I Isn't only, that, is I that hate, a character in the Music Man? I hate that I know this the way that I know it, oh. but Family Guy did like some whole... <laughs> long thing about Shapoopy but like Peter Griffin was singing the song and I was like I don't know what this is and I know that I hate it so now <laughs> I'm just like oh so it was like an actual reference I hate it more <laughs> yeah, wait is it that Shapoopy? is such a terrible like... way to know something is through family yeah, that's guy true. you just feel so bad about yourself <laughs> half educated me about something exactly and then then you have to specifically mention that anytime you bring it up oh peter griffin said <laughs> uh, 
they're about to leave to go to presumably I don't even want to say Blockbuster, but it's like a nice like small town. Uh-huh. Yes. Everwood video. Yep. Which which we I totally have here in in mm-hmm. in Millvale. Millvale neighborhood of still technically a neighborhood of Pittsburgh. Oh, yeah. But it's not a blockbuster. It's like a it's like a totally just like independent movie rental place. I so you can go that. and rent like DVDs. Jerome rented did you rent Scrooged? Yes. Yep. 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 We went around Christmas time, and he rented Scrooge, and we watched it on DVD. Wow. I mean, we couldn't. It was either like it, it comes down to like, do we want to pay to stream it somewhere, or like we were already out, and I was yeah. just like, let's just stop in this place. And I was like, oh shit, we were gonna pay to stream it anyways, so like, why not? Yeah. It's nice retro. I, like I I cannot think of a place I could go mm-hmm. <laughs> to get a disc. There might be a red box somewhere like 25 minutes away. That's about yeah. it. Well, Otherwise, I don't I yeah. can't think of an actual establishment I could go Some to. Some of the country stores I think sell DVDs, but I don't think they do rentals. Yeah. It's weird. That's the name of the place that we went to. It's called Redbox. It's oh. really small. Mm-hmm. And it's like they don't even have anybody manning it. Like you just oh, kind wow. of put it apart and just mm. and you get it and you get it. Okay. Wow. That's so I, mom and pop. Yeah. Millvale. Millvale's real mom and pop. This bit, place is locally known for flooding all the time. Like, there's been great floods in Millvale. Well, the yeah, past. there's fucking three rivers. Yeah. That's, that's a that's lot true. of rivers that can flood. <laughs> mm-hmm. The Ohio, the Monongahela, and the Allegheny. Yeah. yeah. you. Well, you grew up, like, near Pittsburgh. Didn't kind you? of. Two hours away. Yeah. Um, wow, did my good box, knowledge. Did that, was that a good bit? I got it. <laughs> that got was it. a bit? What, Aww. the red box one? Yeah, it landed real hard, dude. <laughs> you nailed it. Uh, Colin shows up at the door as they're leaving to go to their <laughs> local Him <laughs> showing up with them opening the door on him, I got super, like, yeah. Sixth Sense vibes. Yes. Of like them opening the door on and fucking Marky Mark's or so- brother yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Oh. I don't know why. Like I was like, oh shit, something bad is gonna yes, happen right I, now. Well, but that's what because the whole episode felt like it was leading up to shit, and what it was leading up to was the next episode. That's oh, what I was saying. Like finale. literally the whole yeah. time, all of the the ridiculous music and everything. The only big like reveal thing was the affair, and we already fucking knew that, you know. So yeah, yeah, the whole thing was yeah. a series of what's going to happen? What's going to happen? Oh yeah, nothing's going to happen yet. Oh yeah. Penultimate. Well, something terrible does happen in this scene and that is oh, that shit. Colin wins back Amy's affection. Yeah. Well, it's not really winning back her affections, but he's like, I had to be mean to make you go away. That's yeah. all the only reason I said those things. <laughs> like she's a fucking dog. <laughs> Get out of here! Don't come back! I hate you! Or like she's Harry. Harry in the Hendersons. Oh, yeah! (laughs) We don't want you anymore! I want to replace John Lithgow in that movie with Tom Amandus. I was was going to say I want to see John Lithgow in Everwood. Yeah! Oh, John Lithgow would be great in Everwood. Like Harold's brother. Uh huh. He could nail Although, that. Yeah. We only we know that Harold has a sister. That's been referenced before. He could do that. That's okay. He has. I mean, he played a, he played a transgender woman in World According to Garb. Uh, he's I amazing. I love I I love John, John Lithgow. Lithgow, yeah. Um Colin and Amy. Amy admits that she can be really overbearing sometimes. All right, Amy. Um blah blah blah. <laughs> 
And uh yeah. That's Colin. That's Colin. Do, 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 do. It's Colin. What's in the next episode gonna happen? Pin. There's no Chris Pratt this episode. No Chris Pratt this Yay! episode. So Hooray! We'll have a really short prattling on. <laughs> this is prattling on with KT, where they prattle on about Chris Pratt T. He's a dick, he's a douchebag. We want to punch him in the knee. Yes. Um, let's see. That's it. I hate that when I watch kids' movies with my kids, he's in all of them. His fucking <laughs> voice is in everything. Anyway, still, how all many right. weeks? How many weeks since we've started this podcast and I've done this prattling on? And he still hasn't come out and like been in support of any LGBTQ stuff, been in support, like apologized to anybody, fucking just come out and said anything. Still, still hasn't said anything. So all the stuff we've said still stands because he just thinks that he can have this huge platform and be like the guy that's fucking cast in too many things when he's not even an actor and not have to fucking be responsible for saying stuff that would support people that need support he coasts by i bet on you know like visiting sick kids in, in the hospital and stuff but you know what guess I what i heard only, that it's yeah. only straight kids yes i was just gonna say that that's not <laughs> I, I was like wait i'm gonna say the same fucking thing straight uh, kids. well yeah. this has been prattling on with kt we hate chris pratt and want to punch him in the knee <laughs> um if i'm low energy it's because i am i you know what kt i've been doing intermittent fasting trying to do intermittent fasting again mm -hmm. for the last few days and uh yeah it's uh i I'm, I, I like that i'm doing it i think it's gonna i think it's gonna stick i like it too adam thanks Eric. i like it it makes me. I think it makes me feel better. Like you really yeah. learn that you don't. No, have to... I can already. I can already like feel some differences, and like mm -hmm. it feels better. Mm -hmm. Just being intentional about shit feels mm -hmm. feels good. So, um, two walks this week. Yeah, I've been going on like long walks. Hell yeah, that is awesome. We were just saying that we need to at least walk like a minute. We don't do anything. It's real bad. Yeah. Mm. Um. Speaking of walks, here we go. Two characters who used to who went on a walk together m several episodes ago are Irv and Edna. Oh, yeah. And that's the story that we're going to follow now. We start off in Andy's in, <laughs> in the doctor's office with Edna nagging Irv. Mm-hmm. Irv wants to go visit a timeshare cabin. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not what you call it. It's a cabin where he has a timeshare. I guess it was the town timeshare. Oh, like with like basically a bunch of other everyone people. Yes, that's what he said. I'm pretty sure a hmm. town timeshare, and this was his weekend. Hmm. Yeah. Um, Andy walks in on them arguing, and he has a great line where he says, "Sorry, I didn't mean to." Uh, walk into my own office <laughs> classic treat mm -hmm. edna is scared apparently irv goes up to the cabin by himself every year for like some alone time and to do his writing and he just narrates to himself 
incredibly uh-huh. when he's there. Wow, that's when he's writing in a little book when he's Ezra writing. Bothers, he's, he's writing the narration. He's like season two's coming up. I gotta be ready. <laughs> well, let's be honest. I think I think that is kind of the intention, right? That like the narration that we're hearing are on the things? show are like the things he's writing down about life in Everwood. And, yeah, which well, I have, think is sweet. They should it's, have been more intentional about that throughout the show. Then it's cute, but True. I was just picturing him sitting alone in the cabin saying it and out Mar- loud. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's hilarious. It's <laughs> very funny idea. Um, Edna's afraid that if Earth goes, he'll have another heart attack. And die. Also, just just saying, if if uh, a boss of mine showed up with that kind of attitude and just like sorry walking to my office, I'd in my head I'd be thinking like, I could just quit right now. Yeah, just, and then you'd be alone in this office. So like, <laughs> what is the what is the trip that Edna is planning to go on? That she oh, was you asked like, me about yeah, that well, gray thunder. Because she said something like, "I'll cancel with gray thunder." I thought she said. Mm. So is is, that does she go gray thunder? Like, is, is that a Native, Native American? American? That's like what that? I thought. Or like a motorcycle ride. Yeah, I think it, it sounds like a motorcycle thing. Oh. Thunder is very much evocative. Hmm. Like, is it like a group of old women who ride motorcycles or something like that? It's very unexplored. It's just this mm-hmm. the very yeah. evocative phrase that is just thrown out there and then right. nobody mentions it again. I was like, again. who is Grey Thunder? I said that I to you. I barely even what... heard it. Like you, mm-hmm. the, the only reason I remember mm-hmm. it is because you said it to me because they don't talk about it. Thunder, motorcycle event. <laughs> I don't think it's a real thing, Adam. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, come on. Why would they reference it if it wasn't real? You need to text that girl who you knew from... Uh, Colorado, Sophie. who basically lived in Everwood, and be like, "Hey, what's yes. Great Thunder? Do that <laughs> right now too. and see if they reply <laughs> by yeah, the yeah. end of the yeah. episode." Wait, where was uh, where was that big motorcycle event that happened during the pandemic? Um, what? I don't know, and I don't. I don't know what you're talking about. Cool. Ah! Is that a real thing? Cool. Yeah. I mean, if nobody else knows, I can't think about it right now. Know. Yeah. Well, Parker, you can cut this from the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Um, what I like though is that Irv is like, no, you need to go on this trip. You say that it's it's the only thing that keeps you from being surly the other 363 days <laughs> of the year. I'm like, Edna's not surly, right? yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> keeps her. That's so great. I think the best thing in that scene was treat Williams's look to Edna though, like with his yes. with his head yes. like he was tucked like down asking, into his chest it cavity. Was the best. It's so it was good. Like, Edna gives him a look like help. Mm-hmm. And he's like, mm, oh, I'll, is that what I'm seeing? I, like, I loved that. It was so many I'll things totally, communicated. Yeah. I'm going to put that that moment in the podcast too. play it right <laughs> now. You can hear it. I don't see any other alternatives. Do you? Yes, I could go alone like always. You want to go another round like this? I'll just uh, scooch on into my office. We're on the second thought, Irv. I've been wanting to get away for a while. Maybe I could tag along with you. Do a guy's weekend thing. Could be fun. No offense, Andy, but I like the peace and quiet. It's him or me, cowboy. Your choice. We leave at eight sharp. Thanks, Doc. I owe you one. I think you just might. 
Now, now that like I'm exposed to the idea of Adam's Everwood gift tumbler, and that I know it dropped off after that, that the miracle of Everwood, I keep seeing gifts in the show mm-hmm. as we're watching. Yeah, you. Uh, oh, come on! Like, yeah, can you keep a list? Can you write down? Uh, no, I will go back and make this gift. <laughs> come on, Eric. <laughs> Eric, you totally will. You probably could like m- Look, memorize the here time are my very notes easily. From today. None. You have no <laughs> notes. Write down. Just write down right now. All right, I'll write it down. Make a gif of uh, her finding the condom. I'm not gonna make a gif of a woman finding a condom. That was that was gonna be a YouTube video <laughs> that you post on the Reddit. <laughs> I just post. <laughs> what if I just post? What if I just had a YouTube account where I just posted? Every moment, like like like, just five second long clips, <laughs> like just in order of like every episode of Everwood. Like here's the first five seconds of the first episode <laughs> as a video. Here's the second video, the next five seconds. <laughs> I'd subscribe. subscribe. I bet you would. <laughs> I'm subscribed to Adam Lauber's YouTube channel. I probably yeah. am too. Some good yeah. stuff there. There is. Uh, Ephraim and Delia are at home playing... Ratchet and Clank? Yep. Y'all too violent Ratchet and, and Clank. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so gory. Says, I thought I told you that that game is too violent for her. It's like so this is like it's cartoony like kind of game. The quintessential out of touch parent. Oh yeah, it's like not it's yeah. He read that in a book like, "Oh, you have to make sure your kids don't play violent video games." <laughs> I wonder I wonder like so part of me is like did the creators of the show and the people who like who like decided what video game that they're playing, like was it like, let's just throw in a random video game that we like whatever, or was it kind of purposeful? Like, did they know like this is not a violent video game, and like this episode is another episode where Andy's a bad like uh, parent and doesn't know stuff and I makes don't... the bad wrong. The violence calls. wasn't really the point. It was mostly that she was just playing a game period instead of studying. Yeah, but still, but like if the script has the father saying, I thought, you know, I said that this game is too violent for her. And then like, you know, somebody's in charge of deciding what game they're going to have. If if someone made that decision, they're like two people will get this because like the game was on the screen for like five seconds. It wasn't mentioned by name. It wasn't. And it's very like, I think probably of the time. I mean, it's been this way for so long. People just saying violence, video games, violence, video games. It It doesn't matter. Or you technically is. have weapons and you shoot things like right. it's. It's just. I, I don't it's know. It's kind of funny. Like it's cool that like that it that even in that small moment, that small detail, that it like resonates with Andy's kind of parenting the rest mm-hmm. of the episode, right? Like Ephraim can't go out on the boat. That's too dangerous for him. He doesn't have any experience with that, and he should be doing this instead. Like Delia should not be playing this video game. I don't know. It's kind of interesting. You're right. Like it, he is not aware of what his children can do. Like, yeah, very much. That is a consistent thing throughout the whole season. Yeah, I think so. <laughs> Let Jerome I'm stop. I'm very <laughs> Making <laughs> chair scraping on floors. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it just reminds me again of Everwood Confidential. Did you hear that sound? Yeah. Well, did it sound human to you? Sure, the metal claw, metal hand, <laughs> mm-hmm. metal hand metal scraping hand. on concrete kind of way. <laughs> That's what makes it so good—a metal hand mm-hmm. <laughs> scraping on concrete. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, the, the conclusion of the office scene was that Andy will go with Irv to the cabin. And now he's roping Ephraim into it too. Yep. Um, which Ephraim is like, there's someplace more in the middle of nowhere than here. <laughs> good stuff. Where he walked like a day and a half with a deer to go to some preserve. Yeah, right. there's stuff more in the middle of the nowhere. <laughs> yeah. The of nowhere. <laughs> mm, yeah, that's, that's a good point. And also they're, they're like, you know, having to kind of dip back into yes, the angsty team stuff. Yes. Well, it's backpedaling with everyone's character. But, I think which, so. like, which I think it's fair. Like, you know, yeah. who who reaches like a, a an evolved point and never like right. falls back into old patterns of behavior. Like, sure. <laughs> Me. It's just kind of like, <laughs> oh, uh, okay. definitely No, I'm, I'm a mess. Point. It's 100% true. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, you know, we get, we get him saying to, you know, to, to Andy, yet again, you make a promise to someone and I suffer for it. Mm-hmm. Especially given the, like what he asks for later in the episode. Like it's again, yep. just going back to that, that tension for him of like, oh, I don't want to be in everyone. I want to be in New York today. Yeah. Which I, you know, I think that makes sense. I get it. I just thought that was kind of already like resolved. I guess I forgot that they didn't actually decide on screen that he was going to be able to go to New York or something. But I was well, like, oh, I think, this is something the, that's already been talked about. They had decided, they, they decided. To talk about it later. He, like, no. He wasn't going to go live with them. They decided that he wouldn't, yeah, go and live with them, like, right. after, like, like the the, the hot, like, the holidays, like, in the, for the spring semester, right. go enroll in schools. Like, now it's, like, you know, the plan is he's going to go visit for a week. I, I guess I'm, I'm literally, I must have completely I, made I'm up the you. memory. I thought they already talked about him going and staying just for a little while, like, in the summer. Not, like, a major stay. I knew that that part was resolved, but I thought, like, this seemed... Like something that, no, no, no. It seemed like it was, I thought this was already something he was going to do. I must've been like misremembering that completely. Well, no, because I, I mean, I, I think that that is what is depicted in the episode, right? Like that the plant, like he's already has, like he's already planning to go for a week. Yeah. Like he's going to oh, visit. Oh yeah. But it's the month thing. Yeah. That's year. Right. No, but it's like summer. he wants to go. Uh, for sorry. The yeah. Summer. The whole summer is yeah. what I meant. I, yeah. I missed that entirely. I didn't know that was, I forgot about that or didn't realize that like hmm. him saying double or nothing. I'm like double or nothing on what? And then he explained it. I'm like, oh, I'm glad you explained that. Cause I didn't remember. Yeah. That was the plan. Yeah. I mean, I think, I think that like, I don't, I don't know if they actually mentioned it before. Maybe they did. Yeah. And, KT's remembering that and I'm forgetting it. Um, but it's also just kind of implied that like, well, if, yeah, he's not going to go move there. But like, of course, this is a reasonable next step that would have happened off camera is from like they're going to make plans for him to go visit yeah. his grandparents in New York. Like, totally. Um, at the cabin, Andy wants Ephraim to study. It's a hostage situation, according to Ephraim. How bad are Ephraim's grades right now? I know. I was surprised. Like, I didn't realize they were that bad. Yeah, yes, he's are. shooting for a B and not an A. Yeah. And, like, to bring is, it up to a B. Mm-hmm. Yeah, is Andy not fine with Cs? That's that's one thing that I, I never was attracted to in, in Ephraim was his GPA. Bad he did in school. I was like, I was like, I can't do that. <laughs> I can't do that. I want to be emo, but like Ephraim, like, what, you know? You're a smart kid. You can do better than this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> uh, man. 
we, I, I, you know, it's a nice scene with Andy and Irv out on the boat. Mm-hmm. You know, my dad used to say there's a thin line between fishing and sitting in a boat getting drunk. <laughs> Not a bad line to straddle. <laughs> He's a fighter. You okay? Yeah, I'm fine. I just uh, got caught off guard. You don't, uh, you don't happen to have any life jackets on board, do you? Back at the cabin. I forgot to grab them. You can't swim, Doc? Well, I, I can. If you define the word swim very broadly, more it spits I'm not, more of a modified Labrador. <laughs> so there is something that you're not an expert at. Well, that's a mighty long list. You haven't sampled my cooking. And of course, there's always my parroting skills. Just ask after You'll be all right. I wasn't a sag of happy when I was that age either. Listen, I, uh, I hope we're not cramping your style too much by tagging along. I'm afraid that uh, peace and tranquility aren't exactly the part of the Brown family motto. Well, I don't know if this is the best place for a study hall, but hey, it's like anything. You do the best you can. He'll appreciate it eventually. Who knows? Maybe it wasn't the right thing to do. I just want him to do well, that's all. I mean, that's my job in this relationship, isn't it? I mean, so what if he hates my guts for it? When I was 15, I, I thought my old man was a pain in the ass, too. <laughs> Might be the only opinion shared by all mankind. You didn't get along with your father either? No worse than most, I suppose. It worked itself out in the end. Wish I could say I did better when it was my turn. I didn't know you had kids. Just one. A daughter, Cassandra. We don't talk much, maybe once or twice a year. Where is she now? Back east. Her mother and I divorced when she was 15. Things just didn't work out the way we thought they would, so we shook hands and went our ways. I guess Cassie had to blame somebody. She picked me. But yeah, like, it gets some cool time with Andy and Irv that I don't think we've gotten before, really. Yeah, I don't think so. Any kind of, like, significant scenes with just the two of them. Was his inability to swim, like... Did that hit anyone else as hard as it did me? Like, it seemed like it was like a just a random fact, like somebody made up for his D&D character or something like Andy Brown doesn't want to swim this like super affluent <laughs> dude, like never went boating or like had like, a membership at the Y. Exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, that's or a membership at some kind of private club where you go sw- swimming is such a like rich person exercise. You like can't it, be a doctor. And not know how to swim. <laughs> right, no, he only it's plays racquetball. I just, I thought that was like a weird thing for him because he's always so perfect. I think it's a little surprising, but yeah. I don't know that it's necessarily weird. Uh, I don't think it's like a something to pick at. Like, like why would do, well, did the I'm writers going choose to. this? I don't know. <laughs> it just, it, it just I'm felt going to. <laughs> Yeah, like you know, it's, that happens. I think it's, you run into people, and you're like, "Wait, you don't know how to swim?" It's always surprising because, like, it feels like a survival thing. Like, you know how to eat, you should also know how to swim. Right? Oh, I know why he doesn't know how to swim because his dad tried to teach him, and they didn't get along. So he's just like, "Forget the whole fucking thing. I'm not doing swimming. I don't swim." And so that's the way it's been forever. That's oh. a good head cannon, and clearly. Grounded in again, Jerome's <laughs> father issues. <laughs> Ask me why I can't change my oil in a car. Ask mm. me why I don't know how to box. Yeah, we, the list could go on. Yeah. Well, this is an Everwood podcast, not a <laughs> Jerome's father issues podcast. 
any chance that I get To be fair, that's about the most on-point thing someone could bring up on father issues while discussing Everwood. Exactly. Yes. But let's talk more about double chocolate, please, instead. Oh, my God. Could it be an eclair? Could it be... Uh, it's a muffin from MacGuffin, MacGuffin McMuffins. <laughs> well, I think the not being able to swim thing is part of like the foreshadowing, right? Because he's like, do you have any life jackets? He's like, oh yeah, not, well, I don't keep them in the boat. I think it's very funny like to keep, I mean, I guess it's normal to store life jackets not in the boat. You're supposed to bring one out for everybody on the boat. That's, That's a thing. True. A lack of life jackets and the fact that Andy can't really swim. He see, well, he says that you know he can kind of do it. It's yeah. more of a modified Labrador. He says. Yes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And Andy lists again. So this is what the at the end of season one, or at the, the penultimate episode of season one, the show's kind of depiction of Andy Brown as a flawed human being is can't swim, can't he, cook, right. And bad parenting skills. Yes. Uh-huh. But we have seen, like, we have seen moments where I think it is, like, going, you know, back to our, our discussion in episode one. Like, I think there is some ego, super ego stuff that, like, like I don't think he's really, like, egotistical in the in the traditional way. Mm-hmm. But he definitely has a lot of, like, privilege that he mm-hmm. that he does keep in check. So, like, like that, like, episode where, like, Nina is, is doing a surrogacy uh, pregnancy and, and, and Andy just kind of, like keeps on trying to like explain it to everybody and defend her when like mm-hmm. she defend herself and so you know that's what i meant when i was saying like a D character flaw like it just seemed like they were like you know what he's still too good so let's just like he can't swim someone roll a d6 that's what's and happening. pick something on this table right exactly <laughs> yes but yeah some good andy earth time and we learned that earth has a daughter yep just a tiny little detail. Like we start just getting a little bit more information about Irv's life, kind of more humanizing of Irv. He's more than just a narrator and a wise black bus driver. <laughs> you know, I hope we learn more about Irv. I hope we meet his daughter. Do you you, hope it? you have no way of knowing, so yep. I genuinely forget if we ever meet his daughter. I hope we do. If I had to bet, I would say. There's four season, right? Yeah. Oh, mm, that's a hard bet, actually. How much you want to bet? I bet $5 that we do meet Irv's daughter right. in some way. Fine, I'll fucking take that bet. $5? $5 right. that we don't. like On screen, we do not see Cassandra. Well, okay. Fine. You just you signed up me. for three more seasons of podcasts, hombre. But that's I thought right. maybe at least we could hear her voice. <laughs> Maybe she narr- She takes over narrating after he dies. <laughs> I think that should be a split if we just hear her. Okay, sounds good. All right, that's a push. We're handshaking <laughs> over Zoom, over Discord. Andy catches a tiny fish, which is adorable. Yes, that was great. I love that. <laughs> Herb's fish was fucking huge. Yeah, it really was. Yeah. Um, so that we can add that to the list of his character flaws. Andy can't fish. Yeah. I buy that. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Uh, this is the scene where Ephraim pitches to Andy, like, okay, if I get my grades up, let me go to New York City for the whole summer. And Andy's like, no. 
And everyone's like, why? And, and Andy's like, because. Mm -hmm. Take the week or take nothing. That was where it felt the most like repetitive to me because it was so dumb of Andy. Like we just had an episode where it was like talking about being more nuanced with the parenting stuff, right? Like mm -hmm. talking to your kid and like, hey, how about compromise and stuff? Didn't we yeah. just fucking have that? And then all of a sudden it was like, ha, ha, because that was right. the yeah. dumbest part. Study for three but... days and do nothing. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll, We'll get to it, but I, I hate to say it, but like I I think that I understand why. Like he explains to Ephraim later, like, you know, I've got like basically I, you know, I've gotten so like used to having you here yeah. or like I need you here. But I think also like the stuff that's going on with Colin might be like triggering like protectiveness of like, okay, my son same age as his friend like yeah. like just like this again it's the episode's called fear itself he has fear about yeah. Ephraim leaving especially like if there's still unresolved kind of feelings around like you know the the arguments before like when the grandparents were there right mm -hmm. like if he still feels like man if he gets any more than it, like he's gonna he, he, he might not want to come back. Like they're going to try to take him again. And so like, it makes sense that this is still a sore point for him Definitely. that like hearing Ephraim be like, let me go over the whole summer. He's going to be like, Whoa. Yeah. No, I'm scared. But see like, man, I wish he had just said, Hey, I mean like, yeah, I know the whole point was to make this dramatic, dumb, repetitive argument again, but just like to <laughs> say, Hey, you know what? Yeah. Do that. And you can go for a month and a half. I don't know. It's called, a discussion. Don't just be. It was like so childish. And he's a bad parent. And he's creeping. Also, maybe maybe there was a little bit of like uh, maybe he panicked under pressure because he was being observed by yeah, somebody. Yeah, that's so you know? right. Yeah, there wasn't a moment for him to just like take a second and just be like, you know what? I don't have to give you an answer right now. We can talk about this later or something. But like, he's in this dude's space yeah. <laughs> where he told him it would be like quiet and shit. Mm -hmm. So. Maybe he, it was just like a rush, like, uh, because, you mm -hmm. know. That's a great point. It really is. Um, I love the scene where Andy's out hiking and Ephraim comes out. He's like, where's the warden? And like seeing Ephraim, seeing Gregory Smith play Ephraim as like annoying. this clueless, annoying kid who's like annoying, bugging Irv is kind of fun. Like that's yeah. not a, that's not a... Was he um, trying? Was he clueless? Oh, I thought it, he was I thought it was thinking. You think it was, it was calculated? Yeah. Yeah. Because he does. I mean, it ramps I up. I initially had that same thought. And oh, then he was like, yeah. oh, hey, you got you want your quiet, right? Mm. Oh, Let me go God. out That's on the boat. That's even better, right? That's even Dying better because it does ramp right up. He read this in a manga somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I saw this in Death Note. <laughs> <laughs> Irv's there sitting at the table trying to like write his uh, narration for the season finale. <laughs> it's like I gotta get through this. It's it's a week away, Ephraim. <laughs> <laughs> like uh, ten percent of the people listening will hear these words. <laughs> <laughs> for those ten percent, boy howdy, it's important. <laughs> Do you know how important this narration is, Ephraim? Here's the thing, though. What are the chances that there could be somebody out there who is narrating their friends' lives in their journal? Whoa. Like, just because that's just something that's interesting to them. Wow. So he's just like... This, his favorite movie as a kid was Harry the Spy. Oh, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Literally, That's yeah. come up multiple times, I think. I feel like <laughs> I it does. Yeah. Yes. Well, Gregory Smith, he's very close to the film. He's in it, so... He is in there. Yes. I, I always forget that. <laughs> um, so Ephraim convinces Irv to let him go out on the boat. <laughs> I love when he says, like... When Irv is like, have you ever been on a boat? And he's like... You're forgetting. I grew up on an island. <laughs> island, yeah. fucking Manhattan. Which is that? Just yeah, that's very so funny. trifling. <laughs> so good. Um, Irv tries giving him a, you know, the life jacket. And then first, Ephraim is like, uh, I think that only goes with flannel. Just, fucking loser. Which is a funny line. Uh, but he he does end up wearing the life jacket, which is good. Thank fucking God, or Ephraim would be fucking dead. Mm-hmm. And he's mad at Irv. Because Irv let Ephraim go, and Irv but totally stands his ground. Irv is like, uh-huh. no, because Andy's like, I ordered him not to go out on the boat, and Irv's like, well, it was a dumb order. Yeah, yep. I felt so bad for Irv this yep. whole episode. Yes, very much. I'm like, this yeah, is he your just fucking him alone weekend. Time. Like, Jesus yeah. Christ, mm-hmm. you have to deal with all this <laughs> fucking shit. Ugh, so miserable. You know what? Yeah, and now that you mention that, like I think that the one thing that I really appreciate about about John Beasley's performance as Irv is that, like, as much as yeah, like after that season premiere, the like there were a couple like write ups that kind of called out the show for doing that like magical Negro thing, but like Irv doesn't necessarily like always. He's not always this like really warm inherently like wise figure like like i see john beasley's performance as being as kind of having like some kind of like selfishness in it at times Mm -hmm. and just some like annoyance like no leave me alone like (laughs) which i think is cool and i think that that's a a big plus in this episode is that yeah the whole episode started off with him wanting alone time yeah and Mm -hmm. all of these people in his life thrusting themselves into his peace all these white people <laughs> he's just like look Very this white. is the one day a, w- a year i get to get away from white people like, <laughs> now i yeah. can't even do that yeah 100 percent um yeah he's like you know i married to edna i know a little bit about being bossed around <laughs> Wow. Um, <laughs> and he ends, oh, the scene ends with him saying, like, look, it's not my fault he wants to get away from you for the summer. <laughs> like, that one, that felt a little jabby. Like, but like, hey, that's, man, but again, that's what I like about it. Like, it's, Herb right. is not this, like, guru, like, uh-huh. very always patient. Like, he's like, no, fuck you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I dig it. Ephraim has clogged his motor. Irv told him, stay away from those fucking reeds, dude. Oh, did oh yeah, he did he say that. He fucking said it. He's mm-hmm. like, don't go near those reeds, you idiot. I drove right into him. Right into him. I like, grew up on an island. You're on a fucking lake. Stay away from the reeds. Leave it to tool time, Eric, to like listen to important details yeah. like that. You could use you could have pulled out his plumb bob and been like, these reeds are too close. Plumb bob. Uh, so we see Ephraim fall back and hit his head. Um, at which point it becomes clear. I love while we were watching, you guys were like, Oh, Colin doesn't die, but Ephraim does. <laughs> I thought he was gonna get his fucking fingers chopped off. That's what That's I what thought I was thought. going to happen, too. And then he wasn't gonna be able to play that piano. Motor was still running. Oh, wow, yeah. yeah, that 
And that's a really good point that I don't think I'd ever considered. What a risk to take as a pianist mm-hmm. to stick your hand that close to a fucking motor. Yeah. I couldn't believe it. What an idiot. Like, uh-huh. seriously? What the? It was a nice fake out. They're just like, ah, you thought his hands going to get chopped up. Surprise. <sighs> nope. We're the brain injury show. Uh-huh. Yep. <laughs> Go back to fucking New York. You fucking loser. <laughs> Andy's very worried. And we do see that he has some intuition about, like, when he says, like, this is different. I can feel it. Nerve is like, well, maybe he's just kind of like sticking it to you and staying out late. And Andy's like, no, 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 no. This is different. And so then they're searching. They find Ephraim. Irv swims out to the yep. reeds to get Ephraim. And it was, I you know. he was going to die there. Die. That would be so true. Can you believe, can you uh, imagine, oh. like, the relationship between Edna and Andy would be irreparable. That's what I was, like, yeah. yeah. That Never would be would. awful. Loses last black man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> First and last. <laughs> shit. they'll be like we have to fix we gotta do something about the quotas <laughs> oh god um but it's i mean it seems like irv is fine he's great ephraim's in bed um and andy apologizes saying sorry i kidnapped you and brought you to the unabomber fantasy camp <laughs> In my head, I'm like 2004. Yeah. Right. It's a well, 2003 reference. Yeah. And yeah, this is where we kind of get like where Andy explains to Ephraim why he was so mad and so like mm-hmm. triggered by mm-hmm. suggestion. Fear itself. I hated the idea of you going to New York, even for a week. When you started talking about going for the whole summer, I just. You really think you could get all bees? That was probably a safe bet for the house. Well, I want you to do well in your finals, but no matter what, you can spend the summer with your grandparents. I know they'd love it, and I know it'd be great for you, and I know you'll come back. (laughs) We should probably get going and get this test tomorrow. I'm actually prepared for a change. You can make up the test. You might have a concussion. We'll leave tomorrow just to be safe. Besides, I think I can get your doctor's note. See, I know this guy. Fear itself. You have nothing to fear but fear itself. And the possibility that your teenage son will (laughs) abandon you in your grief. Grieving. But, 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 you know, but by the end of that scene, he says, you know, you can totally do that, and I know you'll come back. Just kind of a demonstration of... Faith. Ephraim Ephraim nods and grins, like, yep, sure I will. If you look closely, Ephraim, his fingers are (laughs) crossed at his side. (laughs) But in its other hand, he's holding some double chocolate. Uh huh. It's in that bag. He packed some double chocolate. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Andy, Irv, and Ephraim arrive back home. Andy thanks Irv, not just for helping with Ephraim, but for saying some things that Andy needed to hear. Irv is like, well, it's easier to be a hero with other people's children. And that's the other part. Like, I like that, like, Irv, yeah, has a a daughter that he's kind of estranged from, right? That, like, it, you know, he's, he doesn't have a, current, a relationship with her. And, like, you know, I like knowing that about him. He's not perfect. His relationships aren't perfect. Me too. <laughs> 
But like, but so Irv saying not a word of this to that nurse of yours, it just like, it struck me that like, this is exactly like everybody keeping secrets about Colin. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, that's not great. <laughs> At least though, he's an adult and Colin is a child. Right. He's a child. Yeah. Technically, what? he's a child. You, what do you mean? You don't think that's different? That's yeah. the whole fucking difference. But also, it's like nothing's actually wrong with him. It was just it with was a, it was a stressful situation. Well, that it was could have gone bad. Yes, it could have. He's not supposed to like be doing crazy stuff. Or maybe that was just the earlier episode where he was like, you know. Well, she was very no, worried but about I think him that's still I think that's still the case. He's not supposed to be doing right. Like he had a heart attack. You're all they were doing before was just walking. He had a heart attack. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> well, he had set a picnic. <laughs> And he had a blanket. <laughs> no, he was fucking horny over those owls. Is what it was. <laughs> oh, that was, it was horny. He's not getting horny around around Andy. Um, so that's no, good. Yeah, the, the opposite. <laughs> Have you seen his pants? <laughs> <laughs> Andy's pants. Yes. Uh-huh. His mom jeans. Which, speaking of his costume design, the early, the first, very first fucking scene where he's behind the window when they're doing the MRI or whatever scan they're doing, he looks like fucking Darth Vader. Uh-huh. Did you notice that? With the his, way the lights even were with across. With his dark shirt and his black. It was so yeah, white, weird. Long yes. coat. Black. Yeah. So, did he just come from church or something? Like, <laughs> I don't know. It was no, so, we've it was seen how he dresses occasion. in church. He wears khakis up to his fucking nipples. <laughs> <laughs> with a belt around near his groin. That's the whole problem. Um, the, the the final scene of the episode, Andy goes to the bar to find Denethor alone. <laughs> drinking, um, and explains, you know, he says, he, he, again, Andy has had a, 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 some insight over the course of the episode. I know how scared you are. I also know that fear is only part of it. I think you're frustrated and you're angry that you can't fix this yourself. This weekend, Ephraim had an accident and I... I really thought that I'd lost him. And I didn't handle it very well. He's okay. But I was ashamed that I couldn't help him, that I, that I couldn't take care of someone that I love, someone who's my responsibility. I'm glad your son's okay, but it's not the same. No, it's not. But what is the same is that it's impossible to be objective when your own child's life is in danger. We're not equipped for that as parents, as fathers. Mr. Hart, I believe that Colin's life or at least the likelihood of a truly meaningful life is in danger without this procedure. And I believe that I can see that more clearly than you. I need you to talk to Colin. We need to persuade him. I know how to help your son, please. Please put your faith in me. It's easy to create a child. It's the rest we have so much trouble with. Our kids drive us crazy, they keep us sane. We can't wait for them to grow up. We wish they never would. 
So it's at least it's ending on the note. Like again, this is a setting up for the season finale. It's ending on this, like yep. you know, right? Like, what do you think is going to happen? Colin's going to do the surgery on himself. <laughs> oh, Colin will self-operate. He's oh, going to because of his brain injury. He's confusing like scenes in courtroom dramas where like people like I'm going to represent myself. Yeah. Uh-huh. He's like, I've seen this in movies, guys. I'm going to operate on myself. But his and his parents are like. Okay, what's well, your decision? It's in God's hands. <laughs> yeah, Andy used the F word, faith. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Speak to Denethor. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's, yeah, that's that's right. Yeah, first scene is it's in God's hands. Uh, yeah, put your faith in me, yo. Mm-hmm. Dig it. It's good writing. This is the best written TV show ever. Oh my god, you're so right. Um, and Irv's narration at the end is is uh, is kind of you know. It's what? Sad, <laughs> sweet. Where he's talking about <laughs> parenting children, and um, you know, we can't wait for them to grow up. We wish they never would. Oh, ever would, never wouldn't. It's great. And but what's I love that like that that narration like while it's yeah it's over like. Andy talking about his son and Danny Thor worried about his. It's like also Irv kind of reflecting on his own daughter, his own relationship that we learned about uh-huh. in the episode, which is very cool. Yeah. He wrote that in his journal before they left the cabin. Yeah. <laughs> he did. I know. Yeah. It is cool. What else is Irv <laughs> writing? We don't know. All right. It's Let's be that. get to the. What is the. I think it's supposed to be the B story, but it's... Oh, I shit. Think, yeah, fuck. I, feel, I thought story. we were done talking about this episode. Nope, not yet. <laughs> oh, the Nina stuff. Nina and Sam waking up and Nina sees bags in the living room or in Ugh. the entryway. I saw those bags. Get yeah. here, Carl! <laughs> uh, but Carl's here. It's nice that Nina, like, is definitely not that thrilled to see him at first. Yes. Like, she, She's like, oh, okay, cool. Why didn't you call? Why didn't you call? When do you leave? Like, whatever. Yeah, when do you leave? That was a nice little line. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he asks if the store space that they were looking at the last time he was in the show was still available because he's in, he announces he's coming home for good. Put in his two weeks. <laughs> in two weeks. And, and like, and at the end of the scene, like, yeah, the phone rings and he answers it. And it's in the foreground and it's in the background. And we see him answer the phone and be like, oh, I'm going to have to call you back. So, like, it's very clear. Yeah. Beginning that. Duh. So before we get into the whole thing of it or whatever, did this person ascertain Carl's phone number? Or what's his name? Carl? Carl, yeah. Yeah. How did that person get the number? Did phone Carl book. Say- you know, there used to be things about a phone <gasps> book. Oh, Wow. This guy, Gross. this this person, um, out of state. out of state. Can you call four one one back then? Did you call like four one one in Colorado? Yeah, probably. And... This there had to be the internet did exist. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it definitely existed. I have just... Everwood quotes in my instant messenger profile. Sure, it's just balls of the person. Balls. Yes. Well, it, I mean, my impression, right, is that something, something happened. Yep. And this person is a little desperate, and they're desperate, and they're calling. That's why they're calling the house. Yeah, they have to get a fucking hint. It's it's yeah. Um, 
So you just rip the phone out the claim insanity and rip the phone out the wall. Like be like, ah, oh, this weekend we don't have a phone. It's crazy. Anyways, let's go get some donuts or something. <laughs> that would be a total Carl move, by the way. I can totally see him doing that. Yeah. We're not having a phone this weekend, Nina. <laughs> I'm home. So they, but so they go camping and yes, then like, go camping. Uh, he didn't but play then it right. but Andy comes running up in the middle of the woods. You need to come see my son play piano. <laughs> Gay lover wants to talk to you. Yep. <laughs> um Nina and Carl the next morning, it seems like they had a good night mm-hmm. aging in marital bliss with one another the music certainly <laughs> over the scene suggests uh a just everything's great everything's mm-hmm. perfect bucolic it's you know it was very creepy like it was very intensely wrong feeling yeah play it here Yeah, creepy. <laughs> the, uh, listeners, this is the first episode we're recording after Adam has edited an episode. I did a second pass. Uh, Parker's finally sent me. Not finally. <laughs> finally fucking earns his fucking keep. <laughs> no. Uh, Parker sent me some edited uh, 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 clips. He did a first pass in it, and then I did a second pass and added in some some clips from the uh, the episode. And so now, like, we just like have listened to that over the last couple of days, and like, so that's why we're You're talking in that about mindset. It. Yeah, is and it like three hours long? It's only two hours long. <laughs> <laughs> and so I'm pretty proud of myself. Um, Nina discovers a condom in Carl's jeans. Mm-hmm. Sam and Delia having fun, talking about pancakes. Nina is upset, mm-hmm. and after having, you know, she's like going through his bags, trying to like find other. I like how they put her in like all black after she found that. She was like oh, yeah. wearing like night clothes, and then the next time we see her, she's wearing all black. Mm-hmm. That's a g- good catch. I didn't notice that. Also, she mentioned not to give Sam any donuts. What flavor were those donuts? We know. Double chocolate. <laughs> Wait, what? I was going to say glaze. It can double chocolate. You can do do- like a chocolate donut. Yeah, it can yeah. be, but chocolate isn't donuts. Why not? Why not? Double chocolate. Because it's a mystery. It's whatever it is. It's nothing and everything. What if double chocolate is a store that you can just get anything but in double chocolate? I got you double chocolate. And it's like licorice from Double Chocolate. <laughs> like, Double Chocolate Coke. Coke and licorice. Double what a Chocolate. Com- it's oh. a cell phone. <laughs> Wait. Amy asks her dad to grab Coke and licorice. And then I guess he's like, if you want some, like, come in. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. But it is funny that she just, yeah. It's two oranges, which is not Coke and licorice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. After she plays in there for two a long oranges. while. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, at the table, next to Nina is confronting Carl about, uh, first of all, there's another wrong number, and then she confronts him about the condom. You know, how do we feel? I, I have to say, I really like Stephanie Nisnik's acting in this episode. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's a nice little showcase for her. Like, like yep. it's kind of the first episode where she's had a 
well, I mean, aside from like the pregnancy storyline early in the season, um, she's been kind of on the periphery of, of a lot of episodes in season mm-hmm. one. And this is like, she gets to really kind of show off. I mean, her. there was the Carl episode previously. She had some in yeah. there too. Uh, yeah. Well, some of my favorite stuff was when, I think it was just the previous episode, uh, which episode the porn one, the porn the, with the penthouse where the way she was talking with uh, Delia and what she did with Andy, like defending herself. And I thought she was really cool. That was my favorite episode with her so far. Uh Yeah. 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 Well, and she, she has a very like kind of grounded Mm -hmm. uh, presence Mm -hmm. as an actor. So like, I think, I think what, what struck me about this episode is just how much like really like heavy kind of emotions that she was given a chance to play. Mm -hmm. And I think I I believe her character is this person who just kind of keeps getting like dumped on. She's just like, look, I'm just trying to get it the fucking day. Mm -hmm. Hyper kid, this fucking dude, like what's going on? This fucking neighbor kid always at my house. Yeah. (laughs) Wow. Free childcare for the local famous rich neurosurgeon. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there were a lot of like close ups and just like her being silent in this. Yeah. Yeah. You know. mm-hmm. It was, it was, it was good stuff. And then uh, there's a scene out on the porch where she's like, asks him, you know, what does she look like? I want to know, like, who is this, this woman that you chose over me? Yeah. Um, and, you know, I think it's a, it's a, it's a good scene. I think it's a good scene for both of them. I think, I think both those actors did some good acting in this episode. Yeah. I want to come home. I want the three of us to be a family the way we always should have been. We can open the store just like we talked about, just like you dreamed. Dreams. You mean like going off to do great things because Everwood was never enough for you? Because you always thought you were so much better than all of it. (laughs) It wasn't Everwood. It was me who wasn't enough for you. That's not true. You're damn right it's not. Life is about growing up, Carl, but you never grew up. You're a failure. You failed me as a husband. You failed Sam as a father. You failed yourself as a person. You have been running in place for years, and I bought it all, every damn bit of it. You're right. I'm a failure at everything. I never did anything great with my life. Every year, the big break didn't come. No promotions. I was ashamed to come home to you. I'd be in another crappy motel somewhere in another damn city. So sick of myself. Not much of my life is worth anything. Just you and Sam. You were always the best part of me, Nina, always. The only part that was any good at all. I'm nothing without you. I'd disappear completely if I didn't have you. Neen, please, God, please believe me. I never stopped loving you. Never. Give me one more chance. I won't let you down, never again. I love you, Nina. I love you so much. Carl kind of wins Nina back, which is like, it feels very precarious, but like, okay, Mm -hmm. all better now. 
Um, and then the moment happens where Nina answers the phone and says, stop calling here. He's over you, lady. Look, she's, I love how, it's an interesting writing decision where she's like, look, woman, stop calling here. He doesn't want a chick like you. Get your labia out of my <laughs> life. <laughs> Uh, I like the alliteration. <laughs> that was great. Yeah. <laughs> me out of my life. Thank you for finishing my bit because I didn't know. You're welcome. <laughs> I got. I, I picked it up. I knew we were heading. And then yeah, and then and Nina hears uh, a man's voice on the other end saying, "I'm sorry. <laughs> I, look, I'm a man and I'm sorry." <laughs> um, it was very fun for Jerome because Jerome and I both knew what to expect, and uh-huh. we, we got to see your reactions to hearing the voice. You were both were, were it was shocked, mouths and just like oh oh oh, <laughs> Yeah, KT, you were like, oh, that's sad. Well, yeah, it was it sad, sad because the whole the whole point the whole time Different. we just thought he was a garbage bag, but really he's somebody who's closeted and has something that he like he's living a life that he doesn't want and that's sad and so all of a sudden he became a character that i actually cared about you know like even though as he's walking out the door sad and you're just like okay well you have a story and you're a fleshed out character bye right i know exactly exactly and i mean like not to say you know i feel i also felt bad for her but it was just like overall sad like that sucks like man yeah how do we feel about, I mean, yeah, that last scene where she kind of confronts him about that, right? Like, I talked to him. He says he's sorry. He wanted me to tell you that. Maybe I should have seen it. I knew it was something. But I'd offer to meet you on the road before seeing him. You always had some excuse. Few and few visits every year, always some reason. You distracted yourself with friends, even when we only had a day or two together. Could never wait to leave. Anything not to be here and not to be with me. It's amazing how we fill in the blanks the way we want to see them. And I kept filling them in. I'm not pretty today. I'm not funny or smart or interesting enough. Next visit, I'll do better. I'll work harder. I'll figure it out. I felt so unattractive sometimes, so unwanted. You have no idea how hard it was always trying to find some reason, some way that I failed. Somewhere deep down, I knew something was wrong. I'm sure I did. I guess I must have been afraid to ask somehow. But I wonder if I had, if you would have told me the truth. Even in my arms, you were always out of reach. And maybe you didn't love me the way I did you. But you didn't even care enough to be honest with me. You didn't choose someone else, Carl. You are someone else. I f- yeah, I felt like that was a little too outdated because it very much felt like... Yeah. Well, I mean, no, she has a right to feel all those things. And yes, he should have been fucking truthful. That's mm-hmm. the problem. But it felt a little too like... Like, right, how, not, you're not, not even a person I knew. Like, well, right. But also not yeah. like acknowledging the difficulties of, yes. you know, like, you know, yeah. 
homosexuality in that's society what I'm saying. and everything. That's yes. why I feel feel like. But I, I, I think it. it was very real in terms of how you would be feeling that uh-huh. moment and the person that you that, that your best friend and the person you trust and yeah. you know have responsibilities with or whatever and have yep. a kid and everything mm-hmm. and they can't be you know truthful with you in a, a different way than you thought they weren't being truthful with you. Right. So. Mm-hmm. I'd say points for her for not like taking the low road because she certainly could have called them all number of things. Oh yeah, yeah, <laughs> all kinds of stuff. So like whether or not that comes in a later episode where she calls him randomly and another thing. I don't think. I mean, I don't think Nina is the type of person who would do that. Right. Yeah. So it, I think it is an interesting little seed. Like I, I, I think Eric, you're right that it's it's a realistic kind of portrayal of 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 the kind of emotions that that a person would be feeling and that's right you you can't necessarily expect someone to like also take in the societal implications of what your partner's going through i understand it just felt in terms of the television of it it just that's it it dated itself because that totally would be explored in something modernly but you would see like so much more of his side and you'd feel worse like we feel bad because it's like yeah. But like back then it would have been like people been like oh, he was screwing a man. That's even worse. That's even worse. Exactly. Exactly. That's what it felt like because there was no there was no acknowledgement. She was so mad and I understand but there was yeah. no other part where she came around and said but also like Cuz like the the other part was like before she was at least ostensibly ready to yes. maybe not forgive him, but at least try, try to, to work on. on it or whatever yeah. and still be with him. Yes. And then it was like, oh, this is actually what's happening. It's unforgivable goodbye. We're, like this right. is the And which like you might end up getting to that point eventually, because obviously this is who you are, but it was yeah. It was in the height of like download culture also. So like a lot of people were discovering or or, or re- revisiting the conversation of closeted men, especially like in the black community around that time, whatever. There's lots of movies like Janet Jackson was in some movie where her husband gave her AIDS or whatever. And like it just like the whole down low yeah. thing was revisited for people mm. or whatever. So like wow. it's all within that same time frame. Yeah. yeah, that's really that's really interesting. I I, I yeah. I do think it's unfortunate that it that it comes off the way it does, um, and it reminds me of like I was on like I remember being like on the WB forums <laughs> talking about this episode and people being like, you know, who else like is totally shocked that Carl was is gay and like talking about like oh Carl's gay like oh my god and I remember commenting being like how do we know he's gay? Like maybe he's bisexual. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. That's the other thing Which too. Is, like an interesting thing that like, again, like I think that now if, if, if the storyline was written, I think we'd have to explore that. Right. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that Nina would like that, it, that it's written that way. Right. That she assumes like, Oh, this means he is, he is just gay. Yep. And yeah. uh, I mean, but it's, 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 it's weird. Right. Cause her main issue that she articulates is, you hid this from me. Right. Right. Couldn't be honest with me. That's but all. like, it, it is like, it's rough that like, yeah, that I, I forget which of you said it, but that, that like moving from, I'm ready to forgive you mm-hmm. to like, Oh, it's a man. Like, never mind. Yeah. Without any kind of like, I, I it would have been nice if there was some dialogue, some line written in about like, 
you know, it's not about who it was. Yeah. It's about that. It's about this, right? It was just, it's just mm-hmm. that little half step further well, of just because... like adding, adding in some acknowledgement of that yeah. would have made, make it feel less icky to me. Mm-hmm. It sucks that his, his sort of like, Kevin Space music, his coming out was couched in between like a shitty thing that he did because like she can't separately just sort of yeah just be like yeah the coming out thing is not a problem whatever it's it's you came out or you cheated on me or whatever and that's one thing when people come out to people they often see that as like a separate betrayal of like yeah. can't you believe you're holding this from mm. me also so like I think that's what that second scene was. It was just like, yep. you know, came out to me. That was like a second betrayal. And like this, I can't, yeah. you know. So, yeah. Cause like, yeah, when I came out to a lot of people, it's, it's, it's this thing of just like, why didn't you tell me or whatever? And it's just like, why didn't I tell you? I was just figuring it out myself. It's, it's right. interesting. I'm it's, telling you. It's interesting that you would, that you meant that you make the Kevin Spacey comparison because actually Carl originally was played by Kevin Spacey. And then, and then, like it's because of all the recent Kevin Spacey shit that they've gone back and replaced Kevin Spacey's performance mm-hmm. with uh, this actor. Yeah, like that's what listeners. That's what you're seeing on like HBO or wherever you're catching up with it. But we've seen we're watching the original cuts because that's all Adam will let us watch. <laughs> <laughs> Kudos to Dylan Walsh who, who played uh, who played Carl. I think he did a good job. Mm-hmm. Um, and. I'd love to see some gay porn of him having sex with a man. Uh, look at Nip Tuck. I'm sure there's a scene where they allude to. Is sex. he? Oh, is that what the nip means? <laughs> Nipples. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But he's is he queer. <laughs> no, he's he's like, I think he's the the one that's in the relationship all the time. Whereas the other guys like the slutty one. So. Are they both straight? Yeah. Boring. Boring. <laughs> well, that is uh, fear itself. Um, let's move on to our favorite time. Favorite time. Are you going to Everwood Fair? <laughs> Parsley, sage, rosemary, TV time. That's right, everybody. It's our favorite time of the episode. TV time time. Gonna go ahead and access the app. By the way, I never like research this and like write it down ahead of time. Like I'm in real time accessing the episode. Listeners, can you believe it? Okay. I hope all the time homophobic about like, the kid, the thing. It's just like, uh, yeah. it's not- oh, that fucking Carl. I knew there was something wrong with him. <laughs> Oh God! Yep. Uh, well, maybe there were because so it says four comments. But I only see two, mm-hmm. so maybe the other two were homophobic. Who knows? Uh, but it's only these two. Three years ago, TV Time user Mad 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 wrote, "Well, I feel so sad for Nina." I'm reading it because they're mad, 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 triple mad. Uh, feel so sad for Nina to think of all the time she waited for a guy that didn't love her really. Wasted time. Yeah, it's sad. I don't, you know, the, the stuff about the, the, of Nina saying like, you know, I never felt good enough. I always felt unattractive. That seemed to come out of left field a little bit. Yeah, that's that eye erasure stuff. 
Yeah. To say that he wasn't ever attracted yeah, to her. Yeah, that's like, that, you like know? and is it is it the character assuming that? Yeah. But I think it's also the writing. I think the writing, like mm-hmm. they just came off the heels of like this great, like progressive episode about abortion, yep. but then they couldn't handle, you know, queerness or homosexuality. Well, or probably bi- back then they were still like, gay men is a concept that I have trouble yeah. grasping. Like, yeah. b- so bisexual anyone, it's like, wait, very is true. that even a real thing? Only women are bisexual, I'm pretty uh-huh. sure. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, only for my benefit. Yeah. So I'm sure that they were like, even if like, what's his name? Oh, I guess I don't know who wrote it, but like, even if they, the people who would were writing it or in charge of it were aware of bisexuality, maybe they didn't think that the audience were ready to handle that. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Like they just, you know. Good point. Written by yeah. John. Because we e. only had like Will and Grace at that time. Right. Oh, yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Which I know because every girl in school was just like, oh, my God, I'm Grace and you can be Will and she's Karen. He's Jack. I'm just like, "Okay, then I don't know what any of this means. (laughs) All I know about John Pogue is that he's an American film writer, producer and director and is an alumnus of Yale University. Hmm. Does he have Twitter? Check check which fraternity he's a part of. That's a good point. John Pogue. Does he follow us? Username Pogue Film. Los Angeles, California. Does he follow? Did, does this look like a... That looks like kind of maybe a... Proud Boy gay thing. banner. That looks like a Proud Boy. Oh, that, <laughs> Those are two boy. different things. <laughs> they shouldn't be. He did a lot of retweets about the movie Deep Blue Sea 3. <laughs> I'm didn't. guessing he must have written Deep Blue Sea 3. <laughs> this is literally all of his Twitter... <laughs> Feed is just retweets of other people's tweets <laughs> about Deep Blue Sea. Ask him, ask him if he believes in bisexuals. <laughs> Find him on Instagram, though. You have to ask him there. <laughs> Nobody responds to me on Instagram. Um. Oh, and the other uh, TV time. Oh yeah, comment. the other one. TV time user Mary VP, good old Mary VP, mm-hmm. eight Mary. months ago wrote. Poor Nina heartbreak emoji. Hmm. So cool. This has been <laughs> Arsley Sage Rosemary TV time. And listeners, again, to reiterate, every time we do that, Adam goes to the app live. <laughs> Having had hours of prep before. <laughs> I only do prep when there's commentary, which I'll have to do for next week's episode. Oh, shit. Um, all right, let's do ratings. Who wants to go first? Should I go first? I don't know. I'm going to go first. Uh, in anticipation, uh, five stars, just because like I was really uh, excited after last week's episode. I think we had a great discussion, and I was really excited that, we, that the three of us, Eric, KT, and I really liked uh, episode 20. Um, while watching, I will say, I think a four, because definitely while watching, I was, I, I realized like, yeah, a lot of wheel spinning mm-hmm. <laughs> this episode. Um, and yeah, and I think, I think after the fact, uh, upon reflection, I think I'll also 
have to give it a four. You know, so it's a, it's everyone. It's a solid episode. Some some cool moments, fun moments. Um, but I do think that that, it, that it's has some uh, some shortcomings to it. Hardly the 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 fact that it is this this second to last episode of the season. It's just kind of like setting things up. And partly, yeah, like I think I, I, I really am kind of, I don't know, I'm, I'm, I'm rubbed the wrong way by, um, the conclusion to the the Nina Carl mm-hmm. uh, storyline, and I don't, I don't begrudge the show that mm-hmm. I think it's a product of its time, but, um, yeah, I wouldn't feel right giving it, giving it five stars because of that. So five, four, four, for your main host, Adam Lover. <laughs> what? <laughs> Eric's main so disappointed what? that he couldn't be the main That's me. host. <laughs> Obviously, the one that talks. I'm the, the main most. host. <laughs> what? I'll let the three lesser hosts. Uh, <laughs> the two lesser hosts and the guest. Strum's <laughs> like, yeah, please. I am not a host. <laughs> I'll let y'all fight over who goes next. Oh, they're clawing at each other. Podcast so listeners. I gave it a five going into it. Uh, and then uh, a four at the amount of denim that Carl was wearing. A lot of denim. I was going to say not enough or too much. It sounds like too much. Much too much. And uh, yeah, a four for 2004 when this was. 2003. A year before this was filmed. Uh, they did their best, but they weren't ready, mm-hmm. they weren't ready for to handle what they had. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> In anticipation, five stars comes like we've got two episodes left. This one's gonna be good. Like we're building up to, <laughs> gonna take months break. They gotta give us something mm-hmm. juicy to chew on during. I'm going to say still five while I was watching because like hmm. that happens to me a lot with Everwood where I'm just like I'm in it. I'm like just living in the world and just it it, you know, happens to me as I'm experiencing it hmm. and and post probably down to a four because, <laughs> um, yeah, like I, upon discussion, it's like, what did we really accomplish here? <laughs> With this episode of Everwood, mm-hmm. and there were also no no fear T-shirts. <laughs> and I ended up asking more questions than it answered in terms of the double chocolate. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it yeah. definitely did. Yeah, I mean uh, that might that's not necessarily a negative, <laughs> though. Mm. It is disappointing. I'm, okay, I'm back up inside. to five. <laughs> Five across the board. Oh my god! Thanks no to way. Double chocolate. My goodness. Okay, I Your will turn. say five in anticipation because I was really excited that we to would potentially have some kind of action with Colin. I'm going to dip it down to a three because I was disappointed in almost every storyline. Sorry, but like the Colin and Amy shit, boring. Like there was not enough action. Colin had a seizure and now he's just walking around and it's like, oh no, what's going to happen? The parents hey, are he annoying. laid in a bed once. The, yeah, and with his jeans, too much denim in this episode. Um, <laughs> then, <laughs> and like, it just, you know, like the fit, the whole like, 
thing with Andy and Ephraim just frustrated me. It was just, it felt like just old stuff. And like, like, again, I don't, I don't even think that they did say like before that he was going to go on a little trip. I think I just assumed it and that it was just happening again. I felt it felt so repetitive. Everything felt repetitive in this episode. I, and so although I understand that it like it, like I wrote it down. What did I say? I said, feels like an almost end episode. Lots almost happening. Lots of setup. Like, I understand that. It just, I can't even, I can't give it a four because of other ones that are way better. Yeah, and then, totally. I mean, discussion was really fun, but it's still a reflection of the episode, right? Uh, no, three. I'm still going to go three. I love talking about it with you guys, but I'm just not, like, I don't even think our discussion really got anywhere. The best thing was the double yeah. chocolate. Uh, yeah. The best thing was like, talking about double chocolate. Episodes where it's like, well, Adam's summarizing the episode. <laughs> yeah. 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 I, mean, I heard it happening. and I'm like, oh, shit, I got to talk about something. Uh, Nina was wearing all black. That's why I said that. You heard my voice stepping into like, uh-huh. uh, Amy does this. That's a, yeah. a little peek behind the curtain. That's literally why I was inspired to talk about Nina's clothes. I did it. So that's a five four four from me, a five four four from Jerome, a five across the board. Five from Eric. Not ironic review time, Eric. Take it seriously. Ironic. Listen, if anybody's taking this seriously, it's me. And a five three three from KT. Yeah. I always. We've got so many segments. Our final segment is predictions. This is one of my favorite segments. So. I like the one-handed drum roll on your thigh. I'm tired and I'm I have no caloric energy left because yeah. of my casting. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Eric. Maybe everyone's doing intermittent angsting. Oh <laughs> I think that already happens. It's not it's just mitten. <laughs> All right. Next week. Yep. Season one, episode twenty-three, the season finale oh, of Everett is entitled home and then in parentheses widescreen <laughs> <laughs> okay you know, it's just called home <laughs> it just is the only episode that they released in widescreen oh well oh. i don't know if it aired widescreen but no at way. least on the- not in like- 2003 yeah no mm-hmm. But on the DVD, they put it widescreen. And I did check, by the way, that uh, to make sure that the uh, the episodes that we have downloaded, that the finale is in widescreen. Because if it wasn't, I was going to rip it from the DVD. Hell yeah. So we could watch it widescreen. But so yeah, the episode title is Home. Widescreen. What do we all think the season finale is about? Jerome excluded. Because you've watched the show before. Mm. Unless Home. you have a joke. It's got to be about Everwood being home. <gasps> or is it all about Carl and its abbreviation for homo? <laughs> abbreviation! <laughs> at a restaurant that I worked at, they said homeowners stood for homos. Yeah. Oh so. my God. You know, maybe it's homeowners at table two. Maybe it's <laughs> a short for homeopathic. Oh. So maybe it is about 
Like Denethor's wife. <laughs> Denethor's wife. Yeah. Hmm. Solid prediction. E.T. phone home. Maybe Colin goes into a home because he, after the surgery, he is brain dead or something and oh, needs yeah. to go into a home. Or we go back to the nursing home and we have another Everwood Confidential <laughs> I hope episode. That. Yeah. Yeah, they find another neurosurgeon to do the surgery on Colin and meanwhile Andy and Harold team up again Yay! for another surgery. They solve the mystery of the double chocolate. <laughs> There's a karaoke scene where someone sings Homeward Bound, maybe. <gasps> leftovers. I don't know. They, oh. They're not that far in the leftovers. If we did, we don't remember. Um, Everybody, this is my impression of Justin Theroux as Kevin Garvey doing the karaoke scene in the leftovers. <clears throat> I wish I was Homeward Bound. That's Pretty it. good. Nailed it. Thank you. Good job. Yep. I don't know it. AT and Eric did not watch far enough to see that scene. No. So their silence is not to be interpreted as a judgment of my impression. Okay. Or a, 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 an indication of their profound ignorance. <laughs> Drum roll, please. Did I knock? We can't right, hear the knocking. Nope. <laughs> I need to knock myself out so that, with some melatonin so uh -huh. that I'm not hungry because you can't be hungry when you're sleeping. Uh -huh. um, this has been Everwood Never Wouldn't. Uh, I will close with a solo rendition of the theme song because uh, it was ruined at the beginning of the episode. So here we go. Um, I'm going to take off my headphones so that I can't hear if KT and Eric any other audio and just leave in mind, all right? They're fighting. It's so hot. <laughs> Do. That's it. <laughs> <laughs>